I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the MVP show. Full show notes for this episode can be found at nz365guide.com forward slash 279. Before we chat with today's guest, here's a quick message from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by the 90-Day Mentoring Challenge. I read once that the best way to be successful is help other people become successful, which is why I provide this program for free. If you want to be mentored in the next 90-Day Challenge, please go to nz365guide.com forward slash mentor. The 2021 program is kicking off real soon. Today's guest is from Houston, Texas in the US. He works for Hitachi Solutions. Uh, he's a, his first year MVP, it can't be right, can't be right. I'm sure I've seen your name around longer than that. Uh, he has an MBA in finance with a Bachelor in Electrical Engineering. He's into tennis, is, uh, is a major uh, fan of Roger Federer. You can find him on Twitter at The Power Addict, and he has his own website, thepoweraddict.com. Hadat, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mark, uh, for having me here. I cannot tell you how excited I am. Excellent. So what's the, what's, what's the story with Roger Federer? It's a, it's a, it's a weird love-hate relationship. Um, you know, it's one of those things where if you... If you're obsessed with a player, um, you know, you, you, you basically ride your emotions with their life. And uh, for me, he's the GOAT. The GOAT? What's the GOAT? <laughs> the GOAT is uh, greatest of all time. It's a, it's a very controversial statement. I'm sure it's going to stir some debates, but, you know, he is, he is the GOAT for me. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. And so you're in Houston, Texas. How did you end up there? Because I take it you're originally from India. That's correct. Uh, that that's a long story, uh, Mark. It could be an own podcast just on that topic. But just to just to give you a quick uh, uh, run through of what I've the different places I've been through in US. Um, so I came to US in 2010, and um, I went to Virginia Tech. And then once once I graduated from there, I moved places. Literally moved cities every year. So it was. Virginia, it was uh, Arlington, Virginia, then Washington, D.C., then Maryland, Silver Spring, and then Philadelphia, then Manhattan. Um, and then I was on a project for which I had to travel to Houston a lot. So I decided that, you know, let's just move to Houston. It's 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 a cool place, awesome food, and uh, it'll help me reduce my travel as well. So, um, yeah, we just decided to make the move. And guess what? Six months after moving, the project ended. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, that, that's how I landed up in Houston. You know, it's one of those cool things about working from home that you can just try out whichever city you want to try. So, yeah, I guess that was one of the reasons. What attracts you most to Houston? As in, like, I've been to Houston. I feel like I lived underground for a great period of time I was in Houston <laughs> um, because of the heat. But uh, what, what do you love about Houston? Maintaining a good standard of living is is very easy in Houston. That's one. You know, it's not as as uh, crazy as Manhattan or or California. 
the food options are just amazing. I mean, I'll be honest. Um, I've had some Indian food here that's better than Indian food in India. And then the community itself, um, you know, a lot of diversity. Um, when I say awesome food, it's not just Indian food. Um, I honestly think the the diversity here is more than in a city like Manhattan as well. So, and ha- and you work for Hitachi, and I think Hitachi must have the greatest number of MVPs of any organization <laughs> in the world. I would say, um, how did that come about? Yeah, I think uh, I think the number is such that we have now been able to come up with a deck of cards, right? So uh, we probably. Um, if we get more, we need to start think start thinking about a different way to represent them because um, a cricket team is out of the equation now. Uh, soccer team is out of the equation. Any sport with eleven players is out out, out of the equation now. So um, it's it's crazy and awesome at the same time, right? Um, because you get to interact with so many awesome people here, not just the ones who are MVPs, right? Even even uh, every other resource here at Itachi is just, it's just brilliant uh, to interact with. So, you know, interestingly, your Twitter handle, The Power Addict, what was your journey to becoming a power addict? It's it's super interesting, um, um, not just because it's my story, uh, but I think it was something that was just um, destined to happen because... Um, so a little bit of uh, background about what I used to do at Hitachi before I, you know, started my journey with the Power Platform. Uh, I was in their field service practice, and you know, we had our own in-house field service solution called FSA. Um, and I think in 2018 end, um, we had to make a decision as to, you know, whether we continue to use that or, you know, start using um, Microsoft's field service offering. Because, you know, being a Microsoft partner, you don't want to be their competitor. Um, So it was a very easy decision. um, And the outcome of that was we uh, basically sunset our field service solution. And uh, we were then told that you need to move to the CE practice. um, And within there, you can do whatever you want. Of course, if you want to continue doing field service, that will be awesome. Because, you know, you can still apply the industry experience. Um, I'll be honest, <laughs> I didn't want to do field service. Um, so I, I, you know, looked for opportunities. Um, I looked at sales, marketing, uh, all that good stuff. And then one of the first things that I wanted to do as part of, uh, you know, moving to this new team was to give uh, MB200 certification. That's how that's how I came to um, know you, right? Uh, somebody told me, if you want to, you know, study for MB200, go to, go to this NewZealand365Guy.com, go to, go to his course, it's awesome. And it, and it was, I mean, it was so awesome that uh, when I started the first course, which was MB200.1, I think I switched uh, to the chapter on Power Apps. And uh, that was the last chapter I studied for the exam because once I got hooked to that one, I really didn't, I couldn't control myself from, you know, sticking to that chapter and not moving ahead to the other cha- uh, chapters, right? So I I wanted to obviously go through the entire coursework so I could crack the certification. Uh, but the Power Apps chapter was so interesting that, you know, I, I just I just couldn't move past it. So um, that's when I just you know, started going to the forums, you know, answering questions um, and, and learning as much as I could. And uh, it was funny because I still remember it was April... 
27th of 2019 um when i had sent an email internally uh, within hitachi saying you know hey guys um, i am new to ce new to power platform uh, power apps seems to be something that is very exciting um, so if you guys have any work for me i don't really care if it's billable or not right um, just give me something and i'll 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 try my best and um, that same day i got an email from joel lindstrom saying you know hey i have a project um, we need to create two apps um i can obviously do that but i don't have the time uh, do you want to take a stab at it i was like yeah yeah for sure i mean what worse can happen right i mean i'll end up making something that's not useful uh, that's i'm i'm sure there are there are ways to get out of that so i was like yeah i mean joel feel free to you know send me whatever information you can and i'll i'll get started and uh, that day just changed my life i mean since that day i think the only thing i've done in and out of work is uh, is you know um, power apps so i think that that switch that that period of uh, i think the it was about 6 months of uncertainty where think about it right something that you have done for 5 years just gets taken away from you right and you're told hey you need to go find something that you can do um and, and obviously all of that is new and you haven't done that in the past um so I, i'll be honest i mean those 5 or 6 months were very challenging uh and and you know future seemed uncertain um, which is especially true for any one of us who was uh, you know in the us on an immigration visa uh because at the end of the day right everything is tied to your job um so if you lose your job you lose visa if you lose your visa you got to leave the country so it's 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 one of those things right if you are in that situation uh, these thoughts come into your mind um literally like multiple times in a day and um, yeah i mean to go through that uncertainty and then you know i was i think i was just lucky to find that sweet spot uh, that power apps presents you because um, i've always loved analytical stuff um and i've hated and i know hate is a strong word but i've always hated being part of interviews where questions uh, are focused on things like syntax and such right where my my answer always used to be right you know why would you test someone on syntax there are compilers right that that tell you what the syntax is focus on the focus on the logic focus on the analytical aspect and and i think that's what power apps presented me with right um, it lets you focus on logic uh, you don't have to mug up formulas the studio lets you you know guides you through the process and um, the other thing and i know i've switched topics like multiple times but uh, but one of the other things the main thing i like liked about power apps uh, is something that i've uh, had long discussions with my dad um my dad is a nuclear scientist uh, he used to work for the government of india he's he's now retired and um, and i used to i used to ask him that you know what are the different projects that you've worked on through throughout your career and it was just one right because it was a research project um, and it takes years and i was like so l- let me get this straight you worked on one project for 30 years <laughs> sitting sitting in a room in a basement in mumbai with no windows and the project is still not over 
<laughs> so so my question was simple i was like how do you derive or how did you derive satisfaction out of it because i would kill myself like right i i, I need to see results of uh, whatever i am doing good or bad doesn't matter i just need to see the outcome and i mean he didn't he didn't have a he didn't have an answer that was good enough for me i guess um but he yeah he basically told me right that not everything um is a short term thing in life um some of the things take time and um yeah i mean there might be people um three or four generations from now who might uh, reap the benefits of whatever i did for 30 years uh, but that's the price you pay if you like doing research and i was like hey dude you know i can't do that um i need and what i call instant gratification <laughs> right if i do something i need to see the results right away and which was possible using um, traditional coding methods right like i was a java developer back in the day uh, you could you know compile your code then publish it and then deploy it and so on and so forth and then see the results whereas with power apps it's just beautiful i mean i'm in my i'm in the studio making changes checking my changes right then and there without relying on anyone else and getting the results right there i mean that that's that's instant gratification at its purest level so when we when we're talking about power apps you're talking specifically about canvas apps or model driven or portal which is, which is the area that you would say you played your strengths in now canvas apps for sure um all, all obviously had to do a little bit with model driven apps because of the fact that you know some of the projects were ce implementations uh but yeah it's 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 canvas apps all the way for me so tell me about some of the the apps that you've built that kind of stand out in your mind and what was the business challenge that you were solving with them i think the apps that come to my mind right now um actually two of them three of them right uh one was the first app that i created uh, my first ever app which was for uh, tellers at a credit union and they had ce uh, implemented but what was happening was that you know when a customer used to walk to them uh, they had to navigate through uh, different sections of the ce world uh, to do different things right like look up a customer uh, authenticate them and and you know get their account information and so on and so forth and what was happening was that they were spending more time on the system rather than on the human aspect of their interactions um they obviously had all the information so that was a big step up from their old system but but then again you know we wanted to keep those interactions as human as possible um so what we ended up doing was we created a canvas app for them that was a very guided process right um the first screen basically let them toggle between you know searching by customers customer name or searching by customer id or searching by account number right so start starting right from the search then you know the next screen we showed things like the date of birth and social security number and all that good stuff uh, that they could use to authenticate the person and then you know just click click on on a button next that would create an authentication record as well that would store who was the teller who authenticated the customer at which branch using which method and then you know obviously presenting accounts information whether they are joint accounts or or individual accounts so it was a very guided process um and i think that helped them um 
stay true to the interactions rather than focusing on on the system and and that app app is special to me for multiple reasons right it was my first app um second it was the first uh, and and joel can correct me if i'm wrong but i think it was the first hitachi power apps uh, in production so so yeah so that was huge and and it's still going strong um of course it's one of those things right if you look at something that you created a year or two ago you always feel you can make changes and make it better um but yeah i mean i don't think other than some ui changes there's some anything i would change uh, with that app so um that one definitely stands out for me and then just just one more um all all these apps i, I don't know if you've been following um project oakdale's journey to you know dataflex to oakdale to dataverse for teams um but all the all those sample apps right that microsoft has been releasing Uh, so we are we we at hitachi have been the ones creating those apps and um the inspection app was my first app in that project um yeah that that that's 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 pr- pretty special for me um and then one of the other apps that i worked on uh, went into public preview i think yesterday or on monday uh, it's called the milestones app so that one by far is the best app i have ever created um <laughs> yeah and and the credit for that is definitely not to me right the credit for that is for the awesome designers who created those designs i mean when i looked at it i initially told them that you know hey guys you use this awesome design tool and and you've created this beautiful design but let's just keep in mind right that creating designs using a tool does not mean that it's doable in power apps so um it it looked that challenging so you know bringing that design to life was definitely one of the one of the best experiences i've ever had wow that's so cool because you know one of the big selling points of canvas apps is you know pixel precise location you can yeah. create a ui any way you want and you obviously brought that to life which i just think is fantastic and it really gives people an example to of what's possible so Congratulations. Good work. Good work. Tell me about becoming an MVP. How did that come about? Who nominated you? How how did you uh get it and has life changed for you now that you're an MVP? Sure, yeah. That that's another story and if you if you ever talk to my wife, she'll tell you that I tell a lot of stories. Uh, <laughs> this this happened uh, I think it started in August of 2019. Um it's it's kind of scary. I remember the date as well. uh 27 2nd august 2019 is when i got to meet joel for the first time in person uh we traveled to chicago for a app in a day session that we were conducting and um he started off with his introduction first and you know obviously uh he, he's he's a multi time mvp so he he said you know hey this is joel lindstrom i'm a 11 time mvp um and then i had to introduce myself and i was like hey uh, i don't think i have anything to say other than the fact that hey you know my name is hardik bhatia i just started working with the par platform and that's it um so after the app in a day i went to joel and said hey joel um do me a favor uh, from now on whenever you and i do an event do not introduce yourself before me makes makes my introduction sound not so cool so um But yeah i mean I, that was just a joke but uh, that's when you know um, i started discussing with him as to you know what is this mvp program and like how do you go about it uh, is it a certification and 
those kind of things, right? Because I was still in that certification mindset, having just given the MB200. So, um, and again, all of this Microsoft space was new to me. Um, so obviously, I'm sure I asked some dumb questions back then, but um, you know, he was patient enough to give me all the answers. Told me that um, um, if I if I'm dedicated enough, if I you know focus enough on my work, uh, he'll be more than happy to nominate me. And you know, that was the kind of push I needed. Um, and again, this happened in August. Um, I started with the forums in August as well. Um, did that for three good three months or so, um, you know, started my own blog site as well. Um, and then in November, I think early December is when Joel nominated me. And um, yeah, I mean, I, one thing that I like to mention here is um, a lot of people who I spoke to, you know, told me, uh, rightfully so, right, that do not focus on the award, which, which I completely agree with. Uh, but one thing that I like to add to that is if somebody who is aspiring to become an MVP uh, gets motivated thinking about the award, that that's completely fine in my opinion, right? The motivation can be anything. The results have to be um, uh, in line with what you like to do, right? So uh, let me put it in, in other words. Don't do something just because you want to become an MVP. But if if the thought of becoming an MVP motivates you to get up and do the things that you like to do, which is sharing your knowledge with the community, that, in my opinion, is completely fine, right? So do whatever it takes to excite you, but then do the things that do excite you. I love it. I love it. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, definitely Joel is an amazing individual, been in the community a very long time. And I think he's influenced the the coming into the MVP program, particularly in BizApps, and for a lot of people, he's a great mentor uh, in the industry. So uh, that kind of runs out of time. I want to wrap up, you know, of course, I do with some quick fire questions that are totally random. And yep. uh, you're my first guest that I'm recording in 2021. So uh, I feel like I'm a bit rusty getting back into it, but it's been a good start. <laughs> and are you ready for your questions? Yes. Okay. What have you bought that you love so much that you would buy it again? Uh, my my Roger Federer tennis racket. Wow. That's incredible. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. What chance encounter have you had that changed your life? Meeting Joel Lindstrom. Wow. Okay. Very good. If you could get away with a crime, what would the crime be? Um, impersonate Roger Federer. <laughs> <laughs> Would you either end the life of one human being or a hundred puppies or kittens? Um, one human being. <laughs> so controversial, right? <laughs> Who's had the most influence on you growing up? Um, my parents. Um, my dad, for sure. Big time. Nice. Nice. And finally, what was the last random thing that made you smile? <laughs> this question that you just asked. I like it. Well, it's been great having you on the show. I look forward to getting this published and getting out there. Hopefully people found it of value. Thanks again. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Mark. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, business application MVP, Mark Smith, also known as the NZ365 guy. Please like and subscribe and your favorite podcast player 
If you'd like to leave a review of the show, go to nz365guy.com forward slash review. It'll give you uh, a view of the current uh, reviews that are up there and also allow you to check uh, which way you would like to review uh, using the the various software options uh, that might be familiar to you. Otherwise, thanks again for joining me in 2021 and see you next time.